Hey, guess what? The 2013 Max Fun Drive is just around the corner. Maybe you're already a devoted monthly member of Maximum Fun, or maybe you've never thought about donating before. Either way, tune in beginning April 1st. We'll be running some of our best shows of the year, doing awesome giveaways, and tempting you with thank you gifts like our all new Intimate Sensations Pack. Ew. <laughs> The Max Fun Drive starts April 1st and runs for just two weeks. Tune in, show your support, and catch the best episodes One Bad Mother has to offer. This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. So this week on One Bad Mother, we talk about labor pains, and we aren't talking about childbirth. And we'll be speaking with comedian Carolyn Castiglia. Yay! Hello, Teresa. Hi, Biz. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. But yeah, before we do anything, before we do anything, we got a comment call. Ooh. We don't even ask for those. Yeah. Somebody just took the initiative to give us some feedback. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> so, Is it good feedback? Hold on to your ego. Let's take a listen to that call. Okay. <laughs> um, Hi. Um, could you just mention that sometimes breastfeeding isn't that big of a deal? Because I... Went into it, everybody kept telling me that no one was telling me how hard it really is going to be oh, and that it's no. this, you know, insurmountable, absolutely impossible task, but I had to do it anyway because it's best for him oh. and that it was going to be completely impossible and there's all these support oh. groups and lactation consultants. I don't know what she's talking and about. And then I had yeah. my baby and it was no problem whatsoever. I had no <laughs> issues and and I just feel like no one really... Like, I had never considered that it would not be hard. <laughs> so I was just wondering if you could maybe mention that. It's just weird to me that no one mentioned the possibility that it would not be hard. Okay. All right. I got it. I got All it. Right. Yeah. All right. So. Um, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. <laughs> Whoops. That's a really, really good yeah, point. Yeah. Um, thank you for calling and pointing out that we may not have mentioned. And it's a, it's a very good point to mention. And maybe we should, every time we start talking about something that we find horrible that maybe not everybody finds it so horrible yeah, yeah so, maybe there's something maybe there is something wrong with us <laughs> maybe there is, maybe, the, the long game question that yeah. we're trying to answer yeah. maybe maybe so uh so uh so score one for, for the listeners yeah, yeah thanks very much and we we do encourage you uh to remind us that there may be stuff we're leaving out and we encourage you to do it like that lovely caller uh and do it nicely yeah in a nice way because <laughs> we're fragile um so Teresa, how how are you um i today is i'm good today's my birthday it's your birthday Woo-hoo! how are you handling it Fine. I I like my birthday. I mean, I'm not like one of those people who's like, oh, my birthday has to be really perfect and it's all built up and people better come through for me on this day. Like, I, I just, I, you know, as I've gotten older, my birthday has become much less important to me. Oh, question. What? That I just had right now. Yeah. When you had Simon, mm-hmm. did the birthday for you change? Did it become like... My birthday is not so. as important. Or... I think it did. I think that. I yeah. mean, I think it's been happening gradually, anyhow. Mm. But I'm definitely, at least right now, when he's so little, his birthday definitely seems way more exciting and special and important yeah. to me than my birthday. Yeah, yeah. I'm very much like, uh, 
ah, fuck it. Stephanie's like, do you want to do anything special? And I'm like, I just don't want to plan anything. Yeah. Why do I, I don't like, just, if you would like, like, and out of the blue, finally, a couple of weeks ago, he was like, would you want a surprise something? (laughs) Yes, I would want a surprise something. (laughs) I have to plan everything. I don't want to plan my own party. Um, so, uh, do you do anything special? you do anything? Are you going to do anything special? Or are you guys just going to hang out with the baby? Um, well, Jesse cooked really nice dinners for the last two nights in a row. So Ooh. I think that was my sort of like our, our little birthday celebration. Oh, that's um, very good. It was really nice. Yeah. And we went for a walk this morning and came in to work late. So that was really nice too. Well, I, I want to point out that like on our very, one of our earliest episodes, we had talked about when I was talking about trying to get pregnant again and I mentioned my age mm-hmm. and that I was 39 and then which we- Which really surprised me. Which surprised her. I know. I am so youthful. You are. Are youthful? I was I was pretty sure you were about thirty six. Well, I, I wear a lot th- of baseball actually, hats. Actually, maybe thirty five. Yeah, well, I could do thirty five. I'm sure I could pull that off. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I we realized later that we never said how old Teresa was, and I didn't mm-hmm. think that was fair, which led to the really awkward discussion <laughs> where Teresa corners me and says, "Well, how old do you think I am?" And I just right off my tongue, thirty six. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's not true because uh, while it's great that she thought I was thirty six, <laughs> it apparently doesn't work the opposite way. Yeah, I way. was thirty one. Thirty one, so she's turning thirty two. So I'm like, I wish I had ever thought to ask that before we had that whole discussion on pregnancy. Um, it's gonna be so easy for you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Biz, um, Biz <laughs> replied when I said I was thirty one. She said. Fuck you. You can have five babies. <laughs> we are so healthy. Um, so for all our listeners, now you can all, now you know everything. Everything. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that exciting going on. Well, we are speaking of trying to have babies, we're yeah. we clearly team team Ellis over here. Are you gearing <laughs> Still, up for another big push? We're in the we're in the middle. Of, clearly it didn't work last time. So we're 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 in the push week right now. We're not in the we're in that go try and have sex every day week. Which uh I only bring up because we have a house guest. Ooh. <laughs> and does, you have kind of a small house. Oh yeah too. we have a very small house. Uh and we have a house guest. And so the only time because you know I think we mentioned this, you know, everybody's got their peak time of day where they're sure. really good. And guess who usually has to sacrifice that peak time of day? And that would be the lady, mm-hmm. the woman. Mm-hmm. Um so we have to get it done while everybody's still asleep in the house, the house guest and the child. Oh, like first thing in the morning. So it's like six AM oh, sex. Every day. Do you set an alarm for that? Stefan's just recently been waking up early. He's just like finally adjusted. Yeah, I don't know. He's just shifted. All right. He had a shift. He had a time shift. Okay. He's becoming um, an old man. He is. Well, I, on the other hand, finally am allowing myself to sleep. So it is not a peak time for me. Um, Uh, And, uh, but. You can kind of sleep through it. We're giving it. <laughs> Make him do the it's work. Like, once again, once again, no performance pressure <laughs> on my husband for me just to sleep through it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think we should shift on to our topic of the week. Let's do it. I think we should. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Okay, Teresa, mm-hmm. last weekend, we took Katie Bell to a birthday party. Mm-hmm. 
and stuff. It, it, the party, this is not like random preschooler friend party. This is really good friends of Stefan and I both. Oh. Uh, they have kids that are about Katie Bell's age. It's their party. We go. 60% of the people there are our friends from years and years. Everybody's kind of got a kid or whatever. We get there. We we enter together as a family unit. And within 10 minutes, I lose Stefan. He's oh. just gone. He's just like out, hanging out, mm-hmm. talking to our friends in a totally other part of the party. And uh, where's your daughter? With me. Oh. Well, and following the Cinderella, like, lookalike hire around a lot. Uh-huh. But, like, there's got to be, like, one there, you know, somewhere in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's it's the kind of party where everybody's kind of lets their kids, like, roam and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, you still got to keep, like, one eye. Right. Um, and so we are— Let's remind people. Katie Bell is yeah, three yeah, and a half. Katie Bell's three and a half. So okay. not only do you have to keep so, the one eye, yeah. but she's, like, also—she wants to share with you everything she's experienced. Right. And she doesn't yeah. want to go play by herself. She wants you to see Cinderella. She wants you to see the dress. She wants you to see all this stuff. And I assume these aren't—since they're your friends, you're and Stefan's friends, they're, aren't, they're not, like, preschool friends who she's used to seeing every day. Yeah, no, too, so she so doesn't know the really, kids either. Right. So yeah. she, it's like she really wants to be with one of us. Right. And— I, I just I couldn't believe it. We every time we go to a party or we go to a house or we do anything like this, we come home and I say, "Dude, what is up?" I just like I already have a hard enough time feeling like I don't know how to talk with our friends anymore, and now that I finally have something to talk about, I can't because I'm moving nonstop after her, and you are just sitting there. End up, like, leaning against the car, drinking a beer, shooting the shit, dick. Mm-hmm. What is that about? Like, not that you don't deserve to, like, have the conversation, but the complete abandonment is what pissed me off. Like, it, like never once did he rotate back in. Mm-hmm. Like, and we even, like, went up and we're like, hi, how's it going? He's like, great. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. And, like, you don't want to say anything in front of Katie Bell because you don't want her to think that, like, it's a chore being with her. Right. But it just came down to that, like... Why do you think it's okay for you to step out of the parenting role at this party and I have to take the lead? Like, it really pissed me off. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's like, I think it's a good segue into what we want to talk about today, which is division of labor. You know, like, how do you divide it up? Like, once you take work out of the equation, because everybody's got to work, everybody's got that one thing that they're doing. You know, how do you divide up? Like, what needs to be done in terms of child care? What needs to be done in terms of, like, house care? What needs to be done in terms of errands and running, like, general maintenance of your lives with each other? And so that you still have some time for yourselves or even for yourself, how do you divide that up? How do you figure that out? And and I think another part of that is not just how it's divided, but um, how, how you can set it up so that it isn't just a continuous negotiation. Like oh, you, yes. I mean, yes, sure. Right. You, you could have gone up to him and said, "Okay, your turn." You know, I'm going to go do this for 20 minutes. Right. But you were probably pissed off enough that you just wanted. Oh yeah. And to to like you want you want some kind of established set of rules, like <laughs> right. where like you don't constantly have to ask, like reassess. Right. Like, I wasn't, like, punishing myself by staying with Katie Bell. I was having a nice time with Katie Bell. It was just sort of like, you know, you kind of catch on, like, 30 minutes into the party. We're only there for, like, an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, 30 minutes in, you're like, oh, wait a second. And, um, you know, and then, yeah, and then we'll we'll talk about, like, what do you do to yourself in terms of this labor negotiation? Like, you know, how do you sabotage yourself? But, um, 
I think it's like important to focus on like the different approaches to helping each other and mm-hmm. to asking for help and to getting the negotiations started on breaking up the tasks. And like, like I think a good example is it took us forever to figure out that Stefan and I had a totally different definition of clean. Mm. Like, and <laughs> to Stefan, if I said, hey, I'm running to the store, could you just like clean the kitchen? I'll be back. That'd be really helpful so I can come in with the groceries and put them away. That'd be awesome if you've got time today. Mm-hmm. And I come in, and it looks like nothing is different than mm-hmm. when I left. Like, like he's still just kind of like washing a glass in the sink. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I thought you were going to clean it. And he's like, I did. His definition of cleaning is decluttering, like straightening. Uh-huh. My definition of cleaning is wiping it's down the sponging. countertops, cleaning yeah. out the sink. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like a more... I see the dirt, the spaghetti rolling down the <laughs> countertop, off onto the cabinet, off onto the dishwasher that needs to be mm-hmm. wiped off, and he just sees the coffee cup needs to be put in the dishwasher. Like, right. two, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. I'm better. Um, but, but what do you guys do? What do you and Jesse do? How do you guys, how do you do this? Oh, well, that's such an interesting question. Um uh, for us, in terms of, like, approaching the labor negotiation, we actually figured out—we had, like, a major breakthrough <laughs> when Simon was, like, eight months old. And it's kind of amazing because Jesse and I have been together since we were 17. I and it's know. Amazing that it I could do a whole this. show on that. Oh, well, yeah. We could talk about that. <laughs> but, but the fact that we didn't figure this out until—it huh. took having a baby and that level of stress, like, wow. to figure this out, which is that— Jesse was raised in a household where, like, you really just had to advocate for yourself and fight for what you needed help with and fight for what your preferences were. And I was raised in a household where everybody was constantly trying to do things for each other. (laughs) And so you could always just expect somebody to come through for you because you were always supposed to be paying it. Like, you were always supposed to be doing something for the other people and, like, sacrificing your own needs. And everybody was constantly doing that for one another. And this, obviously, when Jesse and I get paired together, leads to, like, a very lopsided dynamic where he's being very straightforward and upfront about what he needs. Right. And I'm constantly trying to help him get what he needs. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, again, pretty amazing that it took us... Like, whatever. I don't well, even know. Well, it's pretty amazing that with that dynamic, you guys lasted since you I were 17 know. years old. I mean, that's I a crazy well, dynamic. Well, we really like each other. Well, that's, I know. And that's <laughs> important. And that's probably the anchor of every discussion we ever have. Um, but, um, but yeah, when Simon was eight months old, this, this like, occurred to me. And I was like, <laughs> It's oh. some delusional midnight yeah, state. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh. He just needs me to tell him what I want him to do, and then he will happily do it. Like, he's like I'm sitting here going, like, why isn't he helping with this? Or why isn't he right. thinking of me with this? Like, why isn't he just, like, thinking of what I need or asking right. me what I need? No, I just need to say, like, I need you to do this, this, and this. And he was like, great. Like, he was, like, so relieved to have somebody say, yeah. like, straight, like, straight up. This is what I need. Right. And so that that for us has been like the major thing that that we've done that actually works where I just have to like 
kind of realize, oh, I'm sitting around waiting him for him to do something. No, I need to just tell him to do yeah, it, and then he will do it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, what are you each bringing? Like, how do you each, like, live? How did you live your lives before you got together? And then once you got together, how does that? That's interesting because you people do take different approaches. It is the old, you know, not, not both people will never both be the cleaners or right. the cookers. It's never or, like that. It's Why never is it li- never like that? Because you'd kill each other. Because yeah, so. it's something else horrible would happen. Yeah. But... But you brought up an interesting point about the whole mind reading thing, or like mm-hmm. I call it the mind reading thing, yeah. um, because you do you get you get going, mm-hmm. and and especially if you're a giver, you get going, and like suddenly you're doing everything, and you're like, I don't understand why you don't know that I need you to take the fucking trash out. Mm-hmm. It's sitting here. I'm looking at it. You're looking at it. Like you know, like my Jedi mind, take the trash out. Don't you understand? You know, and like I think there's, for me the like, for me the problem was I I am if it hasn't come across in the show yet, I'm kind of a control freak and not control freak. I'm I like to get things done and I probably do them best. Mm-hmm. Um, so so for us, one of the like. There's the mind reading aspect that's happening, mm-hmm. and then there's the or the lack of mind the reading. lack of mind reading that's or happening. The expectation of mind right. reading, but you know that but like that seeps out like even in old relationships and stuff. People are like, "Why won't he ever take me out to a nice? Why didn't right. you tell him to Just take you out? Just fucking tell him." Yeah. Um, if you tell him once a week for a few yeah. months, he's gonna start picking up on it. Probably, <laughs> probably gonna do it. But then there's my need to like to do it. Like uh-huh. I have a need to do it, and oh. then I keep... a need to do it yourself. Yeah, and I yeah. just keep doing it, so I don't ask for help because asking for help is so, I, for me a reflection that I can't. That this, I'm failing somehow. That mm-hmm. like if I ask you to take the trash out, then I'm not doing my job. Like uh, great, great example. You know, we're gonna do a whole episode on stay at home and you know working and all those things. But when I chose to stay at home, and once I got kind of over the whole psychological adjustment to that, you know, it this was the house is my job, right? And I signed up for that. Yeah. I wanted to do that job, and it is my job. If I think the, you know, the fucking spice rack is a disaster, it is my job to clean that shit out and make it look right. And mm-hmm. I am really good at my job. But when I was an executive assistant, I knew exactly what my roles were. They were clearly defined. And my boss was never going to come and leave me an extra mess on top of, you know, like me making sure that my coworkers or even my boss or even my other assistant didn't just add to my mess or make my life harder Mm -hmm. to get my job done Mm -hmm. was totally acceptable. But at home, suddenly it's like, if I ask him to take the fucking trash out, then it just shows I can't do my job, Mm -hmm. which is totally weird. Mm. But, 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 go on. Yeah, no, so like, I began I began putting myself in a situation where I wasn't even letting him help. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what, when people don't let you help, you know what most people do? Great. They don't help. They sit around and read a magazine. And yeah. then you're like, you're reading a magazine. Why yeah. are you doing that? I want to read a magazine. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, it's like, you have all this time to read a magazine. And I'm sitting here like, you know, it's so like, it was like that breakthrough of, oh, A, you don't know that I want you to do it, the mind reading. B, you know, I'm not going to play like some stupid game where I'm like, fine, I'm just not going to do it. 
And then they'll just do it. Because they won't. Never that works. never works. That won't. <laughs> and C, I got to ask for it. And it's not a reflection of me not being mm-hmm. able to do my job. Mm-hmm. You know, it actually makes life easier and better. Because mm-hmm. I got myself into such a state that I was constantly stressed out. And I was just yelling at him all the time. <laughs> and, you know, and that's not good. And, and like, how much does the gender role thing tie into this? Because I know for me, I'm like... Well, I'm a woman. I'm a, you know, like, is that a bad thing that I want to clean the house and that I want to take care of the house? Is that like, am I setting a horrible example for my daughter, my feminist sisters? Am I, you know, like. Well, that's interesting, too, because I think um, there must be there must be something. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're staying at home, I, I'm assuming there must be something where, yeah, you do see it as your job and right. your, your home is like your, you know, that's your responsibility right. and you're taking care of all of it. Um, but then like the maybe the feminist part of you is like he needs to help. But then you're like, <laughs> but does he need to help? Because right. he's working and this he's is working. My, yeah, my, like my the house is my job. Like that must get very confused. Yeah, because it's not like he's just like, you know, leaving beer cans. I came in from work and I'm leaving beer cans all over the house and like my dirty socks are all on the floor. Like he's a neat guy. Like he, you know, picks up after himself and he totally participates in like the roles of the house. It was just for me getting to a point where I... You know, like, I was, for some reason, I was at the grocery store, like, every day. Like, how am I at the grocery Mm -hmm. store every day? And, like, how am I constantly cleaning this bathroom every day? Like, it's not, like, what is going on? And, like, by the end of the day, I'm having no time for myself, which is why the magazine becomes such a big deal. Because Mm -hmm. it's, like, by the time it's 9 o'clock at night, I'm ready to sleep, and I'm still working on something. And it's Mm -hmm. not something I want to be working on, you know, personally. And so, you know, for us, it was sort of the same thing that you were saying. It it came time to sit down and talk about defining, like, saying my needs. I don't need him to clean the whole house. Right. I need you to, every morning, take all the trash out, clean the cat boxes, and make the bed. That's it. That's it. Mm, yeah. The end result is... You want to be able to do all the things that you need to do during the day, and you want to have a healthy relationship between you and your partner, but you also want to have some time for yourself. And there's mm-hmm. nothing—and I I used to think there was something wrong for wanting that, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I totally deserve some time for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So have you figured out a way to have—so with yeah, Stefan yeah. doing the bed and the cat boxes That's a big trash, help. So that's like, like our big thing. So what we do now, this is how we get through it. This is what works for us currently. And it took us, like you said, for you guys, it took us after Katie Bell. It, it all seems to get met. It all seems to come to play when you have the kid because yeah, there's I think so. there are these new added responsibilities. And most of them are falling on you as the feeder, as the, you know, the person who's providing, you know, if you're breastfeeding, if you're doing whatever. Um I think, and but then they have the added like financial burden, and they have the yeah, well, that's true. But the yeah, babies don't cost that much at the beginning. They just you know. But if can, you're not working, but, but if I'm not working, like I right. was working less. Yeah, I was so working less. At I know Jesse felt more pressure. Right. You know. Yeah. I think a lot of families, even if the mom isn't just like gonna stay home, I think a lot of There's families still a the new financial. Other, the other partner feels more pressure financially. Right. right. Like their job becomes more important, or yeah, I just know. think I totally ignored that. <laughs> I think I was just an <laughs> asshole. Um, but uh, <laughs> where 
as long as we both understand that it's hard for both of us, mm-hmm. but slightly harder for me. I know, right? I it's know. fine. I know. Um, it's so dumb, but uh, but it does feel like that sometimes. Anyway, totally different discussion. Um, so for us, what works is one: we have a touch base, like on Sunday night. Like, what's the week? Because he freelances, and so his week changes every week. There are some weeks where he may be in an office every day. There may be weeks where he's got networking or, um, you know, uh, social work-related events that happen at night. There may be stuff where he's gone, like, first thing in the morning. Like, it's it's different every week. But like, but if I know, but if I know that that if, if he's got like a light week, then I know that we can shift some stuff. But mm-hmm. if he's got a heavy week, then I take on more stuff, and I'm not going to freak out if the bed wasn't made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, once we clearly said to each other, I'm not getting enough time, and I, it's making me crazy. And he and he says, "Okay, how can I help you get more time?" And I allowed myself to be clear with what I wanted, not vague. Clean up the house. Right. Like, we've already learned that that doesn't work. You can't be vague. Mm-hmm. You need to decide what are the specific things. And then he tells me his specific things. Fine. That's great. I want to make sure, well, he doesn't have specific things. He just happily flows through life. He's just such an easygoing guy. <laughs> but, um, and we're prepared for the fact that the roles may shift week to week. And that seems to work for us. Like, and, you know, you keep a sense of humor. And at the core, like you said, I think it's, there is liking each other. And understanding that not one person really has it worse, you know, mm-hmm. like if, like they literally pulled up from being gone all day last night and I'm out grilling the dinner because I know they're about to come mm-hmm. home and they pull up and like Katie Bell really wants to tell me a story when she gets out of the car. I know that chicken is about to burn. Like, it right. needs to be flipped. Right. I can say to Stefan, hey, can you please flip the chicken while listening to her? Yeah. And he's not like, I just got out of the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll just go flip the chicken. That's awesome. You know, like there's no, it's not. You're like, on the same team. We're on the same team. Yeah. And that's like, once you get your head around, we're on the same team, yeah. everything else kind of. Yeah. Shakes out, but what I think I think the I think the birthday party story that you told, which right is off why the it's so surprising. Like, well, no, but I think it's also it's one of those things where when stuff is out of the ordinary, yeah. like that's where it all crumbles. Like when you can't, yeah. when you're not just in your normal routine, like something is probably going to go wrong, and like it's yeah. nobody's fault necessarily. It's obviously Stefan's well, fault. Well, Stefan's fault, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, like, but you know what I mean. Like, you can't anticipate every circumstance that you're going to be in, and like, right. you're constantly kind of learning. And well, right. I mean, like, because I do think it's easy to just, I just, you know, as dumb as it is, like, I think there are some of us who are just constantly like working mm-hmm. and thinking about the thing, that, and then there are others who are like really happy that there are other people out there thinking and working the yeah. whole time. And you know, <laughs> and if you get paired up with that, then as the thinker worker, it's really about you adjusting. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's mm-hmm. about you being very clear. It's they're they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. It's got to be you that adjust your vision mm-hmm. of what the world is. Mm-hmm. But how do you guys make it work? How do you guys make it work? Because you're both working. Yeah. So while we're both working, I think I think the best way I can describe what works for us is sort of like. I am the boss of being the mom of the house and Jesse is the boss of our business. Huh. And huh. I think it's a little bit different than if than couples who maybe both work outside the home at separate jobs. For oh, Jesse yeah, and I, because we work together and we have a family together, right. in a way it kind of balances out because yeah. although we both really support each other and help each other in in both situations. I think personally for 
well, for us, that it the only way that that works <laughs> is to have one person who's ultimately responsible for one area and one right. person ultimately responsible for the other. Because otherwise, you're just constantly having to ask the question of, well, who's going to take the lead on this or who's going to make They're the decision right. on this? And sometimes you don't even have time to have a discussion. Yeah. Just a decision needs to be made and go right. forward. And so it's interesting because I, I have often asked myself like whether there's something wrong with this like Ugh. it's it does I think it does work for us and we yeah. we did fall into it kind of naturally like he this is Maximum Fun was his business it's something right. he created he naturally is the leader of that and, and you created Simon with your body <laughs> no but I mean <laughs> I think like I I I mean Oh, it's so crappy. Look, like, look, I here, I'll make s- it easier for okay. you. I'm going to judge you. All right. Okay? Thank you. You have just set back the feminist movement. I know. Like, Thank you. Hundreds of years. I feel like I was born <laughs> to be a mom. Does that make it even better? Oh, it's so bad because <laughs> I horrible. think I was too. I know. <laughs> it's horrible. It's like, I'm sorry. So we broke the studio. Yep, we broke the stu- <laughs> Sorry, guys. We broke the studio with that amazing decision, that, I mean, that amazing aware, self-awareness that we like being moms. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> um, isn't that weird? Because, yeah. like, there is, and this may not be true for everybody, but there is that question of, am I, am I, like, Altering the course of time for everybody yeah. by putting my apron on every day. Because let me tell you, if you do not have an apron, you need it because it is fucking Oh, I've great. been totally using that. You I should, that, love the that apron. I can, I, you know, if we ever, I, I highly recommend the apron because yeah. it's got pockets and pockets are amazing. Yeah. And then you're not wiping shit on your pants all the time. Yeah. I don't think there's anything unfeminist about liking pockets. Yeah. It is my tool belt. Yeah. That said. The apron is really awesome. That said. You know is, what? I don't is, think we're, I don't I don't think think we're we special enough to be altering <laughs> wife for the masses. Well, now you're altering my opinion of myself. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't think. I know. I, mean, I know. I agree. I love how you put it. I'm the boss of. You know, child and family, and mm-hmm. he's the boss of work, though it is totally symbiotic. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't work if it wasn't. There wasn't some symbiotic relationship yeah. in there, and there wasn't the trust that you both can do it. Right, but it's interesting because I'm curious how people do it in, t- like, two-parent yeah. families where both parents work. There, mu- I, I assume that there must, it really must require a lot more negotiation about what goes on at home and, who, right. like, how, how, la- how the labor is divided at home when you have both parents, like, where, you know— I can be more flexible with my schedule because right. my boss is Jesse. And if I'm leaving because I'm going to do something for Simon, it's like yeah. fine with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a really it's unique situation. It Both is. of us have a unique situation. Yeah. While, you and know, I realize that's really unrealistic. Really for, unrealistic for a lot of people because, I, yeah, because if you're both working nine to five jobs or eight to five jobs or eight yeah. to seven jobs or eight to, you know. Yeah. Then, then, then who who needs to cook dinner? And, right. You who's know. cooking dinner? Who's running the grocery? You know, and I... I and I think just no matter what the situation, the core goes back. To, I mean, it goes it goes back to open discussion, not letting it get to the point where both people are just pissed that the other one doesn't know right. that they're pissed. Right. You, you got to be, you know, 
had a friend who was like, you guys talk about a lot of stuff. And I was like, I mean, but it was Stefan and I. And mm. I was like, well, if we didn't, it wouldn't be this great. Yeah. Because we tried to not talking about it. And it was awful. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how uncomfortable it is. You got you to gotta say, I'm not happy because this is happening. How can we? And not, I'm not happy the end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy. How do we fix this? How do we fix this so that we can both live this life that we're trying to have? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I need to go make a cake or something. Yeah, let's go bake some cakes. Let's go bake some cakes. Did we like resolve that? I don't think we resolved anything. I don't anything. think we resolved I, th- I don't think we did. But I think it's just about setting the standards of, of, of what really needs to be done versus what you, will make you happy. Mm-hmm. We actually are going to have a guest on today who is a single mom, and hopefully she can help us uh, – talk a little bit more about that and understand why we're totally uh, spoiled assholes um so uh so yeah so go easy on yourself go easy on yourself you're you're doing and your great. partner and your partner All right, well, you're listening to One Bad Mother, and we're going to be right back with our genius and fail moments and our guest, Caroline Castiglia. Hi, everybody. This is Justin McElroy, and in the rich fiction we just created, the hosts of this podcast have gone for a little pee break. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. Quick, while they're not looking, slip our comedy in. I'm Griffin McElroy, the baby brother, and stop, I'm the police. What are we doing? This is My Brother, My Brother, and Me, where we take questions and turn them into wisdom. And make fun of you. We make fun with you? We make fun with you because English is our second language. Well, now it's getting racist. <laughs> we have, we literally had 25 seconds and we did racist with it. So wait till you see what we can do with a whole hour on my brother, my brother and me. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. All right. Genius moment time. Yay! Yay! And as always, like we just said, you can call and leave your own genius moment or fail moment. And you should. And you should, especially those genius moments, ladies. Yeah, give yourselves or a pat man. on the back for one. Or man. You, we'll take your genius. We'll take anybody's genius moment. Sure. We, we all need to be inspired. 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes. What is your genius moments? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Well, I have learned that I can use Skype to allow my parents to entertain my child while (laughs) I take a break. (laughs) I thought that was going to be... I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was going to be like, I use Skype so my parents have a relationship with my child. No. They can entertain. Oh. Yeah. He knows them really well and really likes talking to them on Skype. Right. And um, so, like, he wants to do it, like, every day. And, like, my parents, are they miss him and they, you know, they live miles and miles away. So they're pretty much always down to do it. And so I set it up, like, where he's in the high chair. That's right, because your child is, just to remind everybody. He likes to touch the He's, like, how old? He's, he's He's 19 19 months. months. Yeah. So he wants to touch the computer. But I put it up on the counter. I put him in his. 
parents read books to him <gasps> on Skype. And I kind of like, I, I mean, it, it lasts like 10 or 15 minutes. It's not That's, like hours I, or something. No, but, but that you equates step to away, hours. You know, you yeah. step away. I mean, I'm there, but I, I kind of just let them lead it. And he's totally engaged. He's having a great time. I can like check my email, like have a snack. Like, Holy shit. That is genius. Thank Teresa. you. That is genius. Thanks. That's really good. What do you got? Well, I think I'm going to try and top it. I got. I realized that I had never shared with you one finger touch. And yeah, one finger is touch is an approach to a life with a child, taking them anywhere or being anywhere. Any age, you can do this. Uh, from the moment they're born, Katie Bell is allowed to touch anything with one finger. Ooh. So, like, let's say we go into a shop. You know, when kids just grow up for grabbing, one finger touch. And she can touch it because that's not going to break it, right? You know, I mean, she, you gotta unless you have a kid whose one finger touch like is a poke, right? A poke, yeah. Um, this way, you don't. You know, I'm I am totally fine telling my child no. So this is not like part of some weird parenting thing of like never tell your child no, mm-hmm. not tell her no all the time. But <laughs> I we have just found that it 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 has led to less freaking out in stores, breaking things in stores, things going crazy in stores. Or we go to the grandparents' house. She wants to touch the really nice stuff. One finger touch. Flea market, one finger touch. You know, like there's nothing she can't touch. And I think it's like, I don't know, it's just been life changing. My that's cousin great. did it with her kids. And when I heard it, like when I was 18, I was like, that's genius. File that away. Yeah. And it has been a complete success. Um, let's hear, let's hear uh, what some of our listeners uh, did this week. Hi, uh, I'm a mother of three. My oldest is six. My <laughs> middle is four. And my youngest is two, almost um, my, I'm going to say genius moment, but it's more my child's genius moment. Um, it's about a um, couple days ago and normally I bring them home something and it's always, Oh, I only have this, but I bought my daughter home a book and I was so shocked by her response. I was, mom, I really appreciate that you bought me this, but I'm just not interested in it. <laughs> I was shocked, but honestly so proud because I didn't hear whining and I felt Amazed. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So That's she brings great. her daughter, her, she brings her kids home stuff every time and they always like throw a yeah. fucking fit. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's nice. That's, that's really good. cute. That's, so, you know, I know she says it's her kid's genius moment, but uh, you know me. Oh, it's, it's you. It's definitely it's your you. Job. You yeah. did that. Good job, mom. Good job, mom. Oh, let's just make ourselves feel like shit again. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. All right. I finally did it. I poured milk into the coffee pot. Think instead of water, oh. instead of the water, because we have a Brita, you know, like yeah. pitcher. And they just sit right next to each other. And I, I usually catch myself because, you know, my brain is so, I just did it. I just milk. And then you're like, fuck. I don't want to talk about it. What's yours? Okay. That's All my right. fail. Fine. What's yours? I um I I inadvertently made a game out of Simon running full speed towards like a big drop off in our backyard, like you know that thing where your kid is doing something that they're not supposed to do and you're laughing for some right. reason and you really know you can't be laughing right and you're really trying hard not to laugh but you can't stop yourself and so now he thinks we have this kind of treacherous backyard with like lots of weird cliffs and stairs and cement and like yeah. Broken it's a death steps. trap for children. It's basically a death trap. And so that's why we hang out there and run so around. So your whole living experience is a fail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so now he now he gets this little look on his face, looks at me uh. with this little grin, and runs <gasps> full speed towards us. And he stops at the bottom 
But like, oh. you know, he's not a super, I mean, he's not super coordinated yet. He's not no, even two yeah. years old. So it's it's terrifying for oh. me every time. And I can't run after him because right. I'm afraid that's going to make it worse. Yeah. Well, we won't be coming over uh, for cocktails later. No. Um, awesome. Uh, let's hear it. Let's, let's please, please outfail us. Yes, please. So I'm sharing my genius and fail moments for the week. Um, my genius moment, or actually moments, is I'm hosting a baby shower and my child's second birthday in the same week wow. this week. And I also managed to schedule three preschool tours um, oh, over the yeah. next three weeks as well, including research and all that fun stuff oh. that goes into it. So I was feeling like I had it all handled and like a rock star yeah. <laughs> until my fail moment today when That's all the stress happens. hit me and I'm now sitting on the couch feeding my child cookies and giving her Elmo so I can eat M&M's <laughs> and sit quietly for 20 minutes. Aww. Thank you. It's kind of a double. I know. We put that in the fail section because it led to the fail. Yeah. I think that's a pretty deserved fail is pumping your kid full of cookies and TV yeah. so you can take our break. Yeah. It's one of those mornings where my alarm didn't go off, so I slept in, and I hadn't. I forgot to empty the lunch pail to the kids, and when I opened it, there was yogurt exploded all inside. I was rushing to get them to get dressed. We have five minutes to catch the bus. I look at my son. He's completely naked. I'm trying to get him to eat. It's just one thing after the other, and I stress is just rocketing <laughs> i open the fridge and the side of the fridge completely breaks and everything <laughs> comes flying oh out of it God. and all i could do was scream i'm pretty sure that if anyone could hear me they sounded like i was being murdered and my children were terrified but at that moment it was the only thing i could do so there's my fail for the day oh. have a great one guys bye <laughs> Oh, I love her. I do too. Wow. I do too. That is so unexpected, too. I like, know. That's, like, not where you think this is headed. Like, what? Well, that's, like, the way, because it is. You're, like, you're like, oh, your day is so stressful. Yeah. And then to have your entire side of your fridge collapse on yeah. you is just, that's that's where you're, like, pack it up. Yeah, you're, like, Pack it up. We're going is, to the beach or yeah, something. Just pack it up. The day not, is done. Yeah. Fuck this. We're done. Well, thank you so much for leaving us those. We do love them. You always are helping me and Teresa and every other listener out there. So do call. Be a part of the show. 206-350-9485. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I You know what, Teresa? I think it's time to call a mom. All right. Let's call a mom. Great. (laughs) Sound a little more enthusiastic, Teresa. (laughs) Thank you. This week, we are talking to Carolyn Castiglia. She's a stand-up comedian living in New York City and a daily contributor to Babbel.com. And you can see her on Nick Mom every night. Hello, Carolyn. Hi, Biz. Hi. And this is Teresa. Teresa, Carolyn, Carolyn, Teresa. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Teresa. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I will try not to be hostile towards you, even though you have the same name as my mother. Oh, calls over. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm sorry. I need a few more years of therapy before we can do this podcast. Goodbye. Do you want to, like, do any role playing where we work through some stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the last time I did role playing, it resulted in a breakup. (laughs) Um, Well, okay. Let's just get personal. Let's get personal and intimate. First, uh... What's your family? Is there somebody out there who's got a 
no matter what you say, is going to be like, I have it way worse. <laughs> so let's make them feel good about themselves. And I want you to tell us the what it's it. You got kids? How many? How many husbands? How many, <laughs> you know, moms? How many whatever wives? Whatever. Well, let's uh, have, let's make uh, everybody feel better. Who lives in your house? Who lives in, oh, that's such a nicer way to ask it. Who lives in your I house? I have one child and uh, one dog. How old is your and... How old is your daughter now? My daughter is seven. <gasps> I know. She's a... That went by fast. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And my dog is five, but I just adopted him. <laughs> uh, and so I feel like I had a second child. Like, he yeah. had yeah. potty oh, yeah. accidents. Oh, I'm yeah. just like, I, li- I tell my daughter all the time, I'm like, I've been cleaning up piss and shit for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that makes me feel a lot better that there's other people out there who think of their dogs kind of like almost, they're like two-thirds of a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They really are. Yeah. Like, um, the, So, but you are, uh, we, we introduced you earlier as this, so you better live up to it. You are single mom. I am. Awesome. Do you have any single dad listeners? <laughs> As a matter of fact, we do. Metro area. I don't know if they're in the New York metro area, but I've had a few. I've had a few who've written already. So, uh, so we have a few. We do have a few out should there. Should we start that as a service? Should like we? a love connection you service should, for single parents? Can I put in requests? Like you have to not mind cleaning up piss and shit. Obviously, right. we've gone over that already. Well, if you are a single um, dad, you're probably doing that a lot already. already doing so that. Yeah. again, your expectations of home life are pretty much. <laughs> established too <laughs> at this point i just want a man for sex and lifting stuff <laughs> well we were today today we are talking about division of labor um well carolyn we always ask everybody who comes on the show uh what did you think like having a child would be like like what did you think it was going to be like versus versus what you experienced like what it what it actually was for you and you've got a 7 year old a lot of the moms we talk to are like are right out the gate you know they've got yeah. the 1 year old so they they're just talking sleep deprivation so i i'd love to hear what you what you have on this well you know i i don't know that i had a ton of expectations that were based in any kind of reality you know like I think when I dreamed about being a mother I didn't think about like the day-to-day tasks of motherhood like (laughs) my fantasies of motherhood were like she's gonna be so beautiful and we're gonna walk down the street together in matching coats and go shopping you know what I mean like I think I was really into the whole like how much I was gonna love my daughter and like bond with my daughter and not like oh my gosh she's my best friend but like You know, just, like, really spend time together, and this was, you know, and I was going to be this, like, beautifully accessible role model for her, (laughs) and she was going to look at me with that angelic glow and just tilt her head to the side and go, Mom, you know, like, like, great thing. And then, like, the reality of it is you're just, like, fucking cleaning shit up and feeding you and you're hungry again and now I'm cleaning again. And, like, that's basically, that's the whole thing is you're just like, you just fucking ate! You know, and, like, that's, it's not just mundane because, like, that would be bad, but it's, like, (laughs) mundane chaos. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, like, the same shit over and over and it's really little, simple, insignificant shit, but it's just, like, (laughs) constant 
constant. Like, you know, something spilled. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> shoot your pants. Wait, turn down the channel. Somebody's making out. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just all at once. We just, we just like, had, oh. a, we just had a, uh, a caller who had left a fail moment where she was essentially having that day and then opened the fridge and the entire inside of the fridge door fell apart. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, That's amazing. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. Um all right, seven seven years old. Uh, when did you when did you go back into stand up? Tell me a little. Tell us a little bit about your your comedy life, uh, especially with uh, having a child and uh, the single mom experience. I don't know why I'm, I well, keep calling I, it that, I like went... it's a band. The single mom experience. <laughs> yeah, I right. keep calling it that. Make some T-shirts <laughs> um, that say that. It's like a solo band. It's like it's a solo just band. me and my laptop. You know, <laughs> it's um, more of a singer songwriter type. Right. Thing. right. That's right. <laughs> my daughter just opened my bedroom door. She's like, Mommy, can you do that call in your room so I can watch Disney Channel? And I was like, yeah, fine. And then now she just stuck her face in and she mimed the can I have ice cream look. Like, what am I supposed to say? Of course you can. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I thought you were going to say she's... listeners to know it's a pomegranate ice pop. Oh, thank which, God. Uh, yeah. Is it organic? Is it organic? It's organic, right? It's organic. Of course it's organic. All I right. live in Tuck Slope. Are you All right, good, because I was going to have to, you know, wrap things up and, like, judge you. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say that she opened the door and was like, keep it the fuck down. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's what I get from my three-year-old. Mama, Quiet. <laughs> Quiet, Mama. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to be dignified over here, you asshole. That's right. That's right. All right. So, so stand up. So, when did you? Uh... Oh, so I got back into stand up on day 12 of motherhood. Yeah, right. Dang. That's what I seem to remember. I thought, like at night. Yeah, like at night. Uh, yes. When else do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I day 12. I was like 9 a.m. Guys, showtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has to be in the it has to be in the morning. That's the only sorry, time I guys. can do it. Hey, you see me? You think you can open up at nine o'clock? No, I uh, and you know what? It, it, I didn't plan it or anything like that. You know, it wasn't like I was obsessive about like gotta get back on stage. You know, um, the way that these Hollywood moms like you know they're like, okay, the Oscars are in four weeks. Go. <laughs> it wasn't like that, but it would just happen that. Um, you probably know of the show Mortified. Um, so this was seven years ago when Mortified was like really kind of big. And it's, it's and just real quick, the, the Mortified show, in case you don't know, um, uh, it's a, it's a basically a show where you go on and you share your most mortifying experiences. Um, right. Like, like know, people read their high school yeah, diaries. Yeah, high school diaries. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And so um, I got a call and, you know, they said, oh, somebody dropped out or whatever. Do you want to cover? <laughs> I know you just had a baby 12 days ago. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's fine. I'll just cut this umbilical cord and I'll be right That's over. Right. And, uh, and so I went and did that. And it was, you know, I think, you know, I didn't have another show for like two weeks or something. But then pretty much like a month or two in, I was kind of back to a regular several night a week show schedule and um who was you know, watching that baby who was watching no, that baby who was watching that my baby my husband uh, oh was there was a husband the baby. yeah <laughs> you yeah, didn't just yeah, find yeah. the baby you didn't just it wasn't in like a, a miraculous birth or something <laughs> she's not from the cabbage patch no um, <laughs> no there was a husband and uh you know so speaking of division of labor it's interesting because um <laughs> 
You I'm had laughing up, and I, <laughs> I think I'm going to talk about this on uh, HLN tomorrow or sometime this week. But basically, you know, the mommy wars, it's like forever in the media. Yeah. And yeah. It, Can we just know, say what we're talking about when we're talking about the mommy wars? Like, can you just summarize that's the that? Thing, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know what so- it is. It seems to be like, you know, I think it's just another fostered thing to make women judge each other and hate each other and think that they're also failing at the same time. It's sort of like, a, 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 from what I understand, it's working versus non working, you know? Uh, it is. I think that's the general, yeah. like, starting point, but there's so many things yeah. that women could fight over breastfeeding or bottle <laughs> yeah. feeding, mm. co sleeping or not. Right. The vaginal birth, color. cesarean birth. Right. Just, you know, yeah. whatever you can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's sort of like, you know, any any reason to bring divisiveness into motherhood, you <laughs> right. know, which is great. Um, That's what our so goal was what, with this show. Well, we're hoping, yeah, we're, we're really, really hoping to ramp it up. <laughs> But that's why I'm going to only refer to single motherhood as single mom experience. I'm already helping the cause. Uh, anyway, so your husband, you have the baby, you have the but husband. So, yeah, one of the aspects of the mommy wars is is division of labor, labor, and you know, staying home or not staying home, and just sort of your general level of domesticity, right? right. And um, you know, I always thought was you know writing during the day and performing at night, and my ex. Uh, had a had a kind of a really good schedule so that we could sort of share childcare duties 50-50. Yeah. And um, that was kind of what I was into, you know. I was really into this progressive idea of, like, neither one of us stays home full-time, neither one of us works full-time. We just do everything together. Right. And um, even though I'm single now, I still think that that's an ideal. You know, I, well, no, now I'm, I'm 100% responsible. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, what? it's interesting, though, because this this is talked about all the time now, and I really think that this is true. Women, you know, we bitch about having to do all the housework and shit like that, but yet we cannot relinquish control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 exactly. And we actually we didn't talk about this that much today, so maybe we'll talk about it right now. And that is the whole, like— you know, I, 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 for myself, I could never tell, was it just that I couldn't, re- like, I just had to do it because it was, like, with the one element of control that I still had, like, I felt I had in my life, or that I just think Stefan did a shitty job to it and I don't want him to do it, you know, like. It's both. Yeah. It's both. But what people say is, and I think this is a valid point, if we never you know, give up the reins and let the men do the shit, they're not going to get better at it. I know, right? I know. Yeah. I like, yeah, and that, there was this day, especially, like, not even just the house care, but, like, with child care, because I remember there was this day, like, eight months in with Katie Bell, and I mean, it was like, he could not be alone with her in a room that I wasn't yelling from another room, like, you know, she likes this, <laughs> she likes it like the dog, like, la, la, la. you know, like, like a crazy person, which meant that any free time I had was completely filled with stress. And Stefan finally comes over, and it's so rare for him to, like, say something like back snap, to me yeah. like you know whatever he said he was like i'm not going to kill or hurt our baby i love her just as much as you do and i was like what the fuck <laughs> i am an asshole <laughs> like good for you good for you all right you're right and then three years later i finally relinquished that control but like it's really tricky mm-hmm. it's tricky well, I, mean, I think the only way to solve it is to just, you, it's one of those things. It's like you, you have to do like cognitive behavioral therapy with yeah. yourself. Yeah, with and yourself. With yourself. Yeah. Well, because you yeah. make yourself do it. Like just make yourself We try and go. do it with our kids. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's like the whole discipline with your kid. Like I know it'd be easier for me just to dress my kid 
but my kid's got to learn to dress herself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just got to make her do it 30 minutes before we have to go so that I don't put myself in that situation where I rob her of the ability to learn how to do these things on her own. Because, yeah. you know, it's a very easy habit to fall into. But for some reason, I don't, you know, like, I don't think we apply it to the other relationships we have. And it's not just, it's not just your partner. It's parents, in-laws, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, like everybody who's trying to have a relationship with your kid and who want to help. What kind of team no. did you create? Well, you know, I was married until my daughter was three. Okay. And so those are the really, like, intense, you know, yeah. um, child care-filled years in terms of, like, the, you know, sleep deprivation and, right. and meeting their every single need and all of that. Um But, you know, I mean, like my friend Khalees Hawkins has been a single mother since day one with her daughter, and she's been doing comedy, and she's got a great stand-up career. You know what I mean? So people do it. Um, But, you know, I, I... I have to be honest and say, and this is this is like hopefully me throwing a bone to some of your listeners who, you know, have a baby that's under a year old and maybe they're either, you know, a performer or the, whatever career they're in, they worry about falling behind. Um, I think something that I can see clearly in hindsight is that your baby's only a baby once. And not that I feel like I missed out on anything because I didn't, I was very there, but also if I had it to do all over again, I don't think I would have pushed myself so hard because the drive was coming from this insecure place of like, if I, you know, if I drop out for a few months, everybody's going to forget who I am. Yeah. And that, and that's true of, you're right. It's true of any career. Like my mom went to law school when I was in first grade, you know, which was old to go and restart law school, you know, but yeah. it's such a lesson of there. The only time limit and is the one that you put on yourself. You well, know? that's right. And I try to remind myself and other people when they come to me for this type of advice that like, when you deny yourself your own humanity by living by other people's rules, you're fucked. What I've learned in life is that when you fight what is happening, you're screwed. If you accept what's happening and you work with it and you own it and you celebrate it, things will go well. That is so zen. That, I love that. Love that. I really? Carolyn Castiglia yeah. is doing a good job as a and mom. Good, good job. Good job. <laughs> good job. Uh, well, Carolyn, thank you so much for being on the show. That was absolutely fantastic. And I hope we can have you on again. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. always know what's best Cause we get high Just my mom and me so high And I can't feel my face That was really fun. I love her. Yeah, she's great. I think it's time... For a mom breakdown. Oh, yeah. Mom breakdown. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's get into somebody losing their mind. (laughs) My current rant is about women who either don't respect other women's birth stories or they're just plain (laughs) freaking crazy. Um, I belong to a Facebook group of women who have recently, in the last like three months, all had their babies. And... When they start sharing birth stories, they include a whole lot of freaking 
judgment about what the right kind of birth is and what the wrong kind of birth is and how their birth is great because of this or their birth (laughs) is great because of that. And it's really, really pissing me off. Um, The latest thing that's just driven me right up the wall is this particular woman who, I swear to God, just posted on Facebook that she had a vaginal birth like it was some sort of, you know, magical, amazing thing where the baby just slips right out of your vagina. And she honestly said, because of her amazing vaginal birth, she felt, quote unquote, totally recovered by day three. And then she added in that she was back to, quote, again, bedroom activities with her husband on day nine. Day nine. I am sitting there thinking, okay, one, you are a lying cunt. I don't know if you can say that in your show. You might have to believe it or something. But anyway, that's what she is. She's lying because that is not possibly true. No one is totally recovered on day three, and no one is having sex on day nine. That's just not possible. Even if you could physically have sex on day nine, why on earth would you have sex on day nine? Why? That's insane. I don't even know how you would find five minutes away from taking care of your baby to have sex. And why? Why would you? That's totally insane. And then why would you post it to Facebook to a group of other women who have all just had babies in varying manners? Like this is some sort of freaking badge of honor. That's insane. Wow. 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 That was awesome. I could taste the rage. Yeah. Um, well, what an amazing show! <laughs> an amazing. Uh, I like that Thank we had a that call, yeah, so topic of labor, and I we end on some some actual labor pains. That yeah, is awful. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, I think we what we learned from Carolyn and from our discussion is that <laughs> it's different for everybody, and I don't think we're ever going to solve a problem on this show. No. We're just going to talk about our problems and hope that they make you feel better or. Uh, maybe they'll inspire you to make us feel better. And in terms of um, in terms of just getting through the day and dividing up labor between you and your partner or by yourself or with whether kind of whatever kind of family unit you have, that it's really about finding a balance, being honest, being vocal, and being nice. Yeah. Trying to like each other. Being nice to yourself. Being nice to yourself, yeah. Those and around you. Absolutely. And just remember that you're doing a great job. And you're doing... A great job. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.